What would you do if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song. I will try not to sing out of key. Oh, baby, I... And welcome back to the podcast, everything you never needed to know about movies, music, and theater. I am your host, Matt, and uh, it's very exciting again to have an old friend come on the podcast um, who um, we haven't heard from in a while, but I always enjoy it. And a a topic, again, that was um, a discussion of of her choosing, which was great. So first, let me introduce my guest, uh, the storyteller, uh, uh, writer, uh, Jacqueline Tatro. Jackie, thank you for coming back to the show. Hi, Matt. Thanks for having me. Of course. And um, so tonight we're going to, so this is actually a three-parter. So this will be part one of a three-parter. We're going to be doing theme songs. Now, these are theme songs from TV shows. Um, and we've broken up in three categories, dramas, sitcoms, and then animated TV shows. Um, for the most part, these are shows either, they span all different uh uh, genres. Some are new, some are old, some are 90s, some, you know, it, 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 they're all different types. Um, and we're going to talk about why we like these. These are, and we're doing top five. So these will not be top uh, 10 list. It'll be just a top five. Um, but Jackie, this was your um, suggestion to do this. So um, so what made you think of this as a, as a topic? I forget exactly where I got the idea. I was probably just thinking of like songs in general, and the fact that some shows have actually like good uh, theme songs or like their theme songs are like good songs in themselves, but you may not like listen to them outside of that context. And I also just love um, like uh, theme music or like uh, musical motifs for different characters or different uh, like story beats in a show. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it seems like a category of music that isn't looked at very often, I guess. Well, and that, that makes sense. And some of these, so the one thing I, I um, said to you, and I think was our precursor is that all of these are for the most part, original songs for the TV show. They were either written for the TV <laughs> show or they weren't exactly, you know, they were made um, popular from the TV show, and they were either songs that no one knew of, or you know something something like that. Um, you know, and we have we have an interesting list. So as you can tell, I started this episode with um, the theme to Wonder Years, and that was an original song written by obviously Lennon and McCartney. So it doesn't fit the criteria, but it's a good start into what we. Um, essentially are going to be doing tonight. So tonight we're going to be doing uh, dramas. So how we're going to start now, usually with these things, we go, uh, Jackie goes and then I go back back and forth, back and forth. But for the ease of everything, we're going to do uh, Jackie's top five first, then we'll do my top five, no honorable mentions. So this will be pretty easy. So let, we'll start off 
with number five from Jackie. So again, these are the top 10 drama, uh, excuse me, the top five, so used to 10, uh, top five drama uh, theme songs uh, and starting with uh, number five. So for those who don't know, obviously that was the intro to uh, uh, Little House on the Prairie. So what was it about that that made your number five list, please? So uh, this choice may be tinged with nostalgia for me because I uh, grew up watching that show um, with my sisters. I, for the longest time, it was uh, me and just my two sisters. So obviously we identified very much with the Ingalls family of three girls. Um, and then my brother was born years later. Uh, and we would watch Little House on the Prairie whenever my grandmother and great aunt would, would babysit us. Um, so that's how I got to know the show early on. And uh, yeah, just, I like the energy and the mood that the music sets, um, the intro, you see uh, the Ingalls family riding in a covered wagon. You see uh, Charles and Caroline, the parents, uh, looking so happy. And then you see the three girls um, running through a field of grass. And uh, yeah, it makes you, you think of um, kind of like the, the frontier, the open country. Um, and it's kind of a combination of like the cozy, homey family, but then also adventures in this uh, kind of new territory. And there's lots of drama and conflict in that show, as well as the softer family uh, side of it. Yeah, I've watched a couple episodes, uh, uh, Michael Landon leading the cast mm -hmm. and what have you. So um, yeah, good, good choice to uh, be in it. All right, number four coming at you. Me a song of a lass that is gone, say could that Mary of soul, she sailed on a day over the sea to the sky. Billow and breeze and islands and seas, mountains of gray sun. All that was good, all that was fair, all that was me is gone. Oh 
Okay, so that's obviously uh, Outlander. Now, I know uh, in your notes you've given me that uh, there's a little bit of background on this, but I, I personally do recognize this tune um, very much as an old folk uh, tune uh, that I that I personally also grew up with too. So, talk to me about Outlander, please. Yeah. So um, I haven't seen all of Outlander, but I've watched it in kind of bits and pieces over the past year or two, because I would see like clips shared on Facebook or on YouTube and places. Um, and I knew that song uh, actually from uh, the choral group I was in for many years. Uh, we sang it in the Star Singers. Um, so for those who don't know, the song actually has some historic background. It uh, tells um, the story of Prince Charles, uh, Bonnie Prince Charlie, um, Scotland uh, evading capture and uh, that whole historic uh, storyline ties in with the plot of Outlander very much um, and yeah it's a well the lyrics come from Robert Louis Stevenson um, he wrote kind of his old his own version of the lyrics uh, but the the tune and the story behind it are older and yeah I really like how Outlander uses it um, and it actually changes with each season. Um, I think season one uh, there in Scotland and it feels very much like a Scottish tune. Um, season two, they're in France for part of the time and I think the lyrics were in French. And then later when they're in uh, the colonial uh, America, the American colonies, um, it has more of a like American country kind of uh, sound to the instruments. So yeah, I really like uh, the tone that sets and um, they also change the visuals and they all go together nicely. Very nice. Yeah, I've never seen Outlander myself. So I think it's one of those uh, shows that I've been told um, multiple times I would like. So one of these days I'll I'll catch it, although I don't actually have stars, but that's okay. Um, so, all right, so we're going to go on to the next one. So the next one um, is another one that I have been told I would um, enjoy personally. So um, by multiple people, including you and, a, and another close friend of ours. So uh, let's check this out. to that it sounds very uh Anais Mitchell and a very 
80s town so i can understand why you like it uh, but talk to me about this one and and obviously this is from the tv show uh the chosen i don't know if it's that obvious <laughs> you say obviously <laughs> it seemed to me it sounds very anias mitchell obvious to me no like, you said it's obviously from the chosen oh well maybe it well the lyrics are walk on water walk on water so <laughs> okay yes so this is the theme song uh, from The Chosen, the hit uh, show about Jesus um, produced by Dallas Jenkins. Um, well, I should say it's more about um, Jesus's followers. And uh, this song, it, I think it's excellent. Um, I can't pr pronounce the uh, composer's names, but these it's the people who do like all the music for the show. And um, yeah, it's the lyrics and the graphics both do a good job of illustrating kind of what the show is about. Um, like it says, got no trouble with the mess you've been because um, it's showing uh, the characters all have kind of like backgrounds that are rough each in their own way. Like they've been through different struggles. Um, but then Jesus comes along and is like, I want you uh, <laughs> to be my student, to be part of this thing that I'm doing. And I, I don't know if you can see the graphics in that video, Matt, but um, the title sequence is, um, the graphic design is by F. Schlater and it's inspired by uh, Saul Bass symbolism. Um, and it tells the story of the show because it's this, it, uh, it the title sequence shows like a school of fish uh, swimming together, like these animated, uh, simple, like, and a fish is a symbol of Jesus, like traditionally, um, Christians use that as a way to identify themselves, but, um, you see all these, like, gray fish going by, but then one of them turns blue and turns around and starts swimming upstream, and then another does, and then another and another, and eventually there's 13, uh, swimming against the current Jesus and his 12 disciples. Um, so it's, it's subtle, but you, if you watch what's happening, you can figure it out. And, um, yeah, that the visuals and the sound and the story are all connected, but like not in a super obvious way, but I like how it ties together mm. and it just, it has a really cool sound to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. Um, yeah, I know I haven't watched it yet. And like I said, yourself, um, Amelia, people have said to me, I need to watch it. And uh, it's, it is on the list. I just haven't had a chance to uh, catch it yet. Yeah, for those who are interested, um, I believe the first episode is still free. And then, uh, well, actually on the app, it's all free. People pay it forward for others to watch. So if you get the app on your phone, you can watch a little series. If you want to watch it online, uh, like on your computer, you can do that if you make a purchase in the store. Very cool. All right. Number two for Jackie.
Okay, so that was that's obviously from uh, Game of Thrones. For anyone who's not seen it, like myself, it's one of those shows for me that I I hear a lot of great stuff about. Obviously, subtract the last season, all the controversy that came about with that. Um, but I honestly have no interest in seeing it. It doesn't pique my interest. It doesn't. It's not one of my things. But um, it made your list. Talk to me about Game of Thrones being on your list. Yeah. Um... I don't know if I want to talk too much about the show itself because I have very mixed feelings about it overall. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> it's probably odd to have this uh, listed right after a show about uh, Jesus, <laughs> um, just because there's so much questionable content in Game of Thrones. But mm -hmm. this, this music, this theme, um, I think is excellent. Um, I used to be in a string ensemble. I played violin, and so I love the sound of the string instruments, uh, the cello, and um, it is slightly dark because of the, those instruments and that key, like that lower range. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also like very uh, exciting. Um, and yeah, a lot, a lot happens in that show. I don't, I guess you could call it an adventure. It's more like a lot of scheming and backstabbing uh but there's also like some majesty to it um so yeah i definitely think it's like one of the best themes uh composed for a show yeah it definitely sets the mood and puts you in the in the spirit of what you're about to see which is a lot of death and a lot of um adult content um all right and finishing up your list um i'm really excited about this one um, here we go. So this theme always struck me as two things. It reminded me of those old um, Sergi Leone um, spaghetti westerns, which I know is part of its uh, inspiration. So this is The Mandalorian, um, the Disney Plus uh, series um, following a bounty hunter and <laughs> a very interesting adventure. I won't give too much away if people haven't watched it yet because it's actually really good. Um, but it's on uh, basically about the outskirts of the uh, Empire after the Empire fell in uh, so it takes place after Return of the Jedi um, and it's uh, it's a great series like I said spaghetti western but also has a little bit of the adventure element so the theme to me that's playing here reminds me of those old spaghetti westerns but also reminds me a little bit of even a little bit of Pirates of the Caribbean I hear a little bit of like the triumph and the like swashbuckling adventure element mm -hmm. of it which is really um it so um obviously you've been on to talk about star wars so you can mm -hmm. talk to me about the mandalorian um and why this is on your list yeah um my two favorite pieces of star wars uh media are probably well actually i guess i have three um the last jedi for film 
Claudia Gray's books about Leia and Mandalorian. Uh, the quality is so good. Um, the Mandalorian was um, kind of uh, healing to watch after the rise of Skywalker um, because uh, the Mandalorian is so well paced as a story. And um, yeah, I'm not super familiar with like the genre of Westerns or spaghetti Westerns, um, but I th this definitely feels like that more than even the films did for me. Um, because yeah, you are in this like uh, kind of this world. It's not, I don't wanna call it the underworld because we do see that in more, a lot of Star Wars content, but it's the outer rim where there isn't a lot of law enforcement. Um, and yeah, like lots of new territory and adventures. Um, and yeah, so this theme uh, composed by Ludwig Gornson, um, who I think also did the music for Black Panther. Um, that sounds about right, yeah. He, yeah, the, so this music, technically it's the end credits theme, but you hear like, it's part of the character's uh, motif, um, the Mandalorian of the title. Uh, like you hear pieces of the music, like when he has a moment of triumph in the show. Um, and it kind of feels almost like story beats, like the different parts of the song, kind of like the hero's journey, which that show has very much followed the template of. Mm. Um, and yeah, you you get like rising and falling action and then triumph towards the end. Uh, so yeah, it's, I love that music and that's why it's uh, my number one for this list. Um, great list, absolutely. So a uh, reminder of the whole list. So uh, the theme, Little House on the Prairie, Outlander, uh, The Chosen, Game of Thrones, and Mandalorian. So great themes, great things all together. All right, going to my number five uh, for um, drama uh, theme music. This was actually a suggestion my wife had, and I totally forgot about this one. So this is ER. So for those who don't remember the uh, 1990s um, drama about doctors in the emergency, in the emergency room, um, ER, which uh, brought to prominence George Clooney, um, it, this, and uh, created by Michael Crichton and executive produced by uh, Steven Spielberg. This is a great show, and this had this brings in so much of what happens. It's it's um, very procedural, very like, all right, we're gonna follow these characters, we're gonna follow their lives, but we're also gonna follow what happens in the ER. They're talking very smart and very specific um, uh, doctor speak and medical speak, um, but it's also, you know, 
has seems to have the pace of of and know that when the show begins it's going to go right into all this and we're going to feel everything so um and er being one of my favorite one of the very first drama shows about taking out of uh, taking out uh fantasy drama shows about workplace dramas you know uh, that um were so um prevalent but they are more prevalent now but in the 90s it was very rare to see like workplace dramas i mean the, the most obvious one in my mind is like mary tyler moore or lou grant or even dick van dyke but for the most part you didn't go into like the doctor's rooms and you know all that kind of stuff i mean this predates even chicago hope or um the only other show that this doesn't predate is saint elsewhere but even that was still kind of um skirting on those on those interesting issues and talking about smart people uh who are good at their jobs um are you familiar with er at all have you watched any of it no that's okay. make me feel young <laughs> i know i this this list is going to make you feel really young <laughs> but um yeah so er so that's my number five uh so going into uh the next one um so a reminder to everyone that i was born in the uh, late late 80s and um i fell in love with uh television right around the 90s into it so my dramas are mostly going to be in the, from the 90s here we go For those who don't know what that is, that is the theme uh, W.G. Snuffy Walden wrote for the West Wing. That was the West Wing. Um, um, Aaron Sorkin's technically his second um, TV show on on air. NBC starring Martin, Martin, I almost says Martin Short, Martin Sheen, Rob Lowe, Bradley Whitford, Allison Janney, uh, Richard Schiff, and a whole ton of other um, amazing people. Uh, kind of a spinoff from um, the American president. Uh, a lot of the uh, first couple of scripts were based on the American president and what uh, Aaron Sorkin did there. Um, I don't think it's a surprise of how much I love Aaron Sorkin, but the show really tried to show not only people, people smart people, working hard at their job, but smart people working hard at their job for the greater good and really like the kind of uh, reviewers and people called it the liberal ide idealism of the world. But to me, I think there's some this there's, there's something to be said. And they it did it wasn't just about liberalism and and Democrats. There were uh, Republicans in there, and there were good-hearted Republicans. So it tried to be very down the middle and just entertain for, you know, forty to forty-three minutes, as opposed to like 
put in some kind of agenda. There was no agenda. It was literally just, let's see how these people do in this crisis. And uh, fast-paced dialogue, it was um, really where Aaron Sorkin's style of the walk and talks became incredibly popular. Um, Jackie, are you familiar at all with The West Wing? A little bit. My parents loved that show. Um, and I remember one of my teachers in um, college, I think it was one of my communications classes, showed us a clip from that show. And I know um, Dallas Jenkins has cited The West Wing as one of his influences uh, as a writer for The Chosen. And uh, Matthew Garland has used it as pretty much basis for most of his career. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the West Wing. Um, all right, so now we're getting into a, an interesting, these are what I kind of figure are like three of my favorite drama um, theme songs. I won't talk too much about the creator because the creator has shown himself to be kind of a piece of trash, but the themes and the shows are still amazing. So uh, here comes the first one. Okay, for those who recognize it or those who don't know, uh, this is obviously the opening to Firefly, uh, Joss Whedon's um, uh, amazing uh, show, which was funny enough, basically based on the fact that he read the book um, um, Killer Angel on a vacation from Buffy and Angel um, and imagined uh, imagined it with the Millennium, Millennium Falcon, as he said. So it was basically the Western mixed with um, th those who lost the civil, a civil war and in space. And it's an amazing series. It actually has a lot of depth and interest. The, the um, actors are absolutely amazing. Um, I wish I could say better things about Mr. Whedon, but in recent days, he has shown himself to be very much a misogynist um, borderline racist considering most of his main characters are white and not very many um african-american or latinos anything in his cast which is very very um sad but his themes are great and his shows are still really fun to watch um and i believe that one is getting a reboot um by disney now that they own fox um Jackie, are you familiar at all with Firefly? Not really. It's Only okay. vaguely. <laughs> it's, it's, it's good, but the thing is, it's a slow burn for the very first episode. Um, I showed my wife the very first episode, and she could not get into it. It was really hard for her because it's slow-paced. It's not mm -hmm. action-paced. Um, there is quippy dialogue and there's funny stuff, but it's it's a little bit of a darker tone. And it's the second episode that they kind of had to course correct. So it kind of seems it's a show with one season. Um, so unfortunately, a lot of what it could have been didn't show up. But I love that theme, just that idea of um, take me out into the black, tell them I ain't coming back. 
burn the land and boil the sea. You can't take the sky from me. It's all about um, you can destroy my land. You can do anything, but the sky still belongs to us. And that's where freedom ex it can exist, um, which is very much what the show is about. All right. Next up, again, I'm a ch child of the 90s. Here we go. Okay, for those who aren't aware of what's playing right now, this is the theme to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, again, another Joss Whedon th uh, show. Grew up with this. Actually, my father loved this show. We want this is this is this was honestly one of the only appointment television they call it now, but appointment television long form TV shows that he and I watched when I was growing up. Um, we did get into West Wing, but that came later when I bought the DVDs um, but this one um, we watched pretty much every week and actually I got so into in eighth grade um, my math teacher also was into it so every morning I'd come in and she'd ask me what did you think of that episode I'd be like oh my god I couldn't believe you know Buffy did this and such and such did that um, very fun show um, it did get dark after a while um, but and i love the description that um joss has about the because the i guess the network wanted to change the title and uh josh said to them each word is very important buffy the vampire slayer um one is funny one is scary one is adventure and then he said the the i don't really care about but i want to keep it because if we remove it it's going to be a weird title um Jackie, are you familiar at all with Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Only from like passing references to it. Um, I've never watched it. It's it's an interesting watch. Again, it's um, even for the time, you know, because it started on the WB, even for the time, it still had a little bit of questionable um, uh, content, but fun, you know, and I will say for the most part, it did empower um, women and, and try to show that, you know, the blonde who at the time in the 90s in like horror movies would be the first one to be killed off um, could hold their own and could kick some butt, as they say. All right, my last one for the dramas coming at you. Okay, so finishing up my Joss Whedon trifecta, this is Angel. 
So this was a spinoff from Buffy. One of the main characters got his own show where he went to LA and basically fought uh, demons and the likes and was very much about, um, it was very interesting because it was a show actually about redemption, about someone who um, um, had been evil all their life, trying to find redemption and trying to find the road to um, saving their soul. So it's a very interesting, um, very grown up show uh, to say the least. So I enjoyed it. Actually, I enjoyed this very, this is why it's higher on the list than even Buffy. I enjoyed it actually much more than Buffy. And another show that was sadly um, canceled before it really found its footing, um, but still one of my favorites. Um, any chance you know, you've heard, you've heard of or know of Angel? <laughs> I, just the name. Uh, I know it was a character in Buffy. Yeah. But again, I haven't seen it. It's totally fine. These, again, these shows are, you know, um, site-specific. You've either seen them or you haven't. And again, I grew up in the 90s, so that's why I'm kind of used to these ones. Um, just mm -hmm. wait just wait for the next episodes. Anyway, um, that's our list uh, for top 10. Uh, um, top five. Thank you, drama. Uh, top five, my God. Top five dramas uh, theme songs. Uh, this is part one. Part two will be coming up next uh, for those who want to listen. Um, and Jackie will be back. Jackie's going to stay through this, through all these. So it'll be very exciting. Uh, check out other episodes of the uh, podcast. Um, I promise the movie critics are continuing. New episodes will be coming out soon. I know there's only two for the uh, second season, but there will be more coming, coming, coming soon. Um, but until then, Thank you so much uh, for listening and uh, uh, take care of yourselves and be nice to each other. What would you give to never have to worry about the way your body looks ever again? Hi, I'm Jackie, body image expert, confidence coach, and owner of Confident Girl Hotline. We are here to help you heal the relationship you have with your body by healing the trauma in your body that has been inflicted upon you by the diet and wellness industry. We do this through somatic healing. We are running one-on-one -on -one sessions virtually, group classes, and even doing workshops for both adult women and teen girls. Please check us out at www.confidentgirlhotline.com. We're also on Instagram and TikTok. When you're looking to plan your next Disney World, Disneyland, or Disney Cruise Line vacation, we suggest you reach out to Danielle Elliott at Marvelous Mouse Travels. Danielle is a long, uh, lifelong Disney enthusiast, a former Walt Disney World cast member, and a graduate of the College of Disney Knowledge. When you book with her, your booking includes 100% free concierge level services, uh, some of which include customizing the perfect Disney vacation package for you and your family and your budget, uh, booking those difficult to secure fast passes and dining reservations, uh, providing tips and tricks to get out the most of your vacation and more. Uh, Danielle also monitors Disney promotions to help you save money for those uh, Disney trip veterans still be in control of all the details. Danielle will take care of all your needs so you can have all the fun and truly say akuna Matata throughout your time at Disney. Contact her for your free quote at danielle.elliot at marvelousmousetravels, one word, dot com, or by messenger, messen, messaging her on her Facebook page.